Again, we welcome every, everyone here to our morning worship service here at the Church of Christ that meets here at 904 Lawrence Avenue. If you are a visitor, we want to welcome you here to Lawrence Avenue. We always want to present ourselves in a friendly fashion the way the Lord will have us to be, to be so. Such a beautiful morning uh, that God has blessed us with on this beautiful morning, and we are truly thankful and blessed to be in the land of the living where God has given us another opportunity to worship him in spirit and in truth. So good morning, Lawrence Avenue. Reminder again, let's check our cell phones. Make sure our cell phones are off or on silent. No food or drink allowed in the auditorium. Our purpose at this time is to worship God and to reverence him and him only while we fellowship together in love. Our announcements. Our sympathy goes out to Brother Danny Gift and family on the passing of his sister-in-law, Elaine Gift, who passed away last week, and our prayers go out to that family. I don't have any arrangements at this time. Brother Ernest Davis' surgery went well, uh, and, uh, and he is here this morning. Somewhere, okay. Good to see him this morning, and he brings a card with him. In his words, it says, our love is a balance. Our love is a balance act. We give and we take, we fall and we catch one another. We are individuals, we are together. Just want to thank my family for the monetary gifts, the food, the text messages, your phone calls, and all who helped me through my surgery. Thank you so much, with much love, Ernest Davis. And we're thankful and glad that God has been with you through your surgery, and we pray that you will continue to recover well, and good to see you this morning. We want to encourage all to be a part of our Bible classes on the Lord's Day at 9 a.m. Encourage everyone to attend on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. and also on 7 p.m. for our midweek Bible classes. And then, of course, our conference call on Wednesdays uh, evening at 7.15 p.m. Our new membership directories uh, that we are printing ourselves, so we're not professionally have it done, but just printing a new directory for ourselves to update it, will be out in a few weeks. Uh, so again, if you have had any changes in your phone numbers or your address, uh, that information is needed immediately as we are printing, as we are beginning to process and put everything together. We would also like to uh, just take a congregational picture for the new directory. So be prepared, be prepared next week for a congregational picture so that we can include that in the new directory. We would like to also keep those that are sick and shut in in our prayers. Let's not only call them, but see what we can do uh, to aid them while they are sick and shut in. We have two cards. Thank you. To the Lawrence Avenue Church of Christ family, your generosity 
means more than it's possible, possible to say and truly appreciate it. The family of the late Vernon Bond Jr. wishes to thank you for every act of kindness shown during our loss. Thank you for your food, your calls, your text messages, your cards, and especially your prayers in Christian love, the Bond, White, and more families. Also, dear Lawrence Avenue family, we want to thank you for all your prayers, your calls during this tough time in our lives. It meant so much to me and my family. Also, all the flowers and monetary gifts are greatly appreciated as well. And this comes from the Bond family, Bond and White family. We thank you for those cards and we will continue to keep you and those that are in bereavement in our prayers. Bereavement doesn't end after funeral service, folks. It continues, so we want to keep all those that are sick and shut in, those that are going through bereavement in our continuing prayers. Our order of service this morning. Singing, Brother Micah Jackson, our scripture in prayer, Brother James King, our sermon, Brother Arnold Spivey, our prayer for offering and Lord's Supper, Brother Timmy Jackson, our closing prayer, Brother Sam Otis. Collection will be taken up by Brother Timmy Jones and Brother Taylor Moore. So we thank you for your time and attention. Let us now prepare ourselves for our morning worship service. Good morning. We will be singing out of the supplemental red and blue songbooks as well as the gray praise for Lord songbook. So if you don't have a red or blue book in front of you, please raise your hand so they can hand it to you. Our first song this morning will be taken from the red and blue supplemental home songbook on page 50. Our first song will be taken from page 50 from the red and blue supplemental songbooks. And we'll be singing the third verse because that's the one I've been practicing. <laughs> but. All found? Let us all sing. I'm just a hard and fighting soldier, and I'm on the battlefield. I'm just a hard and fighting soldier, and I'm on the battlefield. I'm just a hard and fighting soldier, and I'm on the battlefield. Just keep on bringing souls to Jesus by the service that I give. I can walk right and talk right and sing right and pray right on the battlefield. I can just walk right and talk right and sing right and pray right 
on the battlefield. I can walk right and talk right and sing right and pray right on the battlefield. Just keep on bringing souls to Jesus by the service that I give. I'm just a hard and fighting soldier and I'm on the battlefield. Lord, I'm just a hard and fighting soldier and I'm on the battlefield. I'm just a hard and fighting soldier and I'm on the battlefield. So keep on bringing souls to Jesus by the service that I give. Our next song will be taken from page 244 in the Gray Praise for the Lord songbook. That is page 244 in the Gray Praise for the Lord songbook. We'll be singing from the first and the second verse. All found? Let us all sing. Time is filled with swift transition. Not of earth unmoved can stand. Build your hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. We got to hold to his hand too. God's unchanging hand. Everybody's got to hold to his hands to God's unchanging hand. Build your hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Trust in him who will not leave you. Whatsoever years may bring, if by earthly friends forsaken, still more closely to him cling. We got to hold to his hand, to God's unchanging hand. Everybody's got to hold to his hands, too. God's unchanging hand, build your hopes on things eternal, hold to God's unchanging hand. We'll now be letting scripture reading and prayer. Good morning to everyone that I haven't spoken to. We are thankful for another day that God has allowed us to enter into his house. Amen. Thankful for another day and for another day's journey. Amen. Amen. Our scripture shall be taken from the book of 2 Peter, chapter 1 and verse 8. 
And it says simply, for if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thus in the reading of our scripture, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy and divine word. Let us bow for a word of prayer. O gracious God, we come before you now. Our heads are bowed, our hearts are humbled in your great presence, recognizing that you are the God of our salvation. You are the creator of both heaven and earth. You are the loving father of the son, Jesus, who came down to this low grounded valley of sorrow and gave his life that our souls might be redeemed. And Master, we come to thank you, first of all, for all that you do all that you continue to do and the promise of what you will do, especially if we trust in your holy name. And Master, we thank you for another day that you've given unto us where we might live and move, have our being according to your great power and the will that you have given unto our lives. And Master, we thank you for the common commodities, the food, the clothes on our backs, the shoes on our feet. And we thank you for salvation that we share not only with you, but with one another. We thank you for the fellowship. We thank you for the kindness that is in this place. And Master, we thank you for the opportunity to, of being in your presence uh, once again. And then, our Lord, we come, we must ask forgiveness for our numerous sins, our many transgressions, which we have committed against heaven and against thee. We pray, O oh God, that you would pardon our souls, try us one more time, look beyond our faults and see our needs and provide us with those things that you see we stand in need of. We pray thy blessings upon those that are sick, all over the land and country, those that are down, pressed on their beds of affliction. Have them to know that all sickness is not unto death. And thou art the great physician. We pray, O oh Lord, that you receive our thanks for Brother Davis, who underwent the surgery and now is among us. We thank you for his safekeeping. We thank you for the successful surgery. And we pray, O oh Lord, that you would continue to comfort him and bless his spirit, that he may be restored to his much-wanted health. At the self-same hour, bless all of the members that are not here today. Bless Brother John to be with him and stand beside him as you have always done. Bless our service that it might be what you would have for it to be, that souls would leave this place lifted up and minds regulated to do your will. We pray, O oh Lord, that you go before us as a well-guiding and protecting angel. Be over our head as a mighty shelter and under our feet as a firm foundation. Bless the man of God that shall stand in the gateway and break unto us the bread of life. Dip him down into the hidden treasures of your word that he may bring forth the old and the new. Lift him up, O Lord, and be around him. Stand beside him uh, that he may be successful in his endeavor. And then when the time comes for us to leave this place and return to our various destinations, we pray that you will continue to be with us, never leave us nor forsake us. We shall be quick to give your name the glory for surely thou worthy of all praise. We ask these and other blessings in the name of Jesus. And for your sake and for your purpose, we pray. Let us all say amen. amen. If you'd like to mark it, our song, of, our song of invitation will be taken from page 23, and that is page 23 in the gray handbook. I repeat, if you'd like to mark it, our song of invitation will be page 23 of the Praise for the Lord songbook.
And before this message this morning, we'll all know it's page 62. That is page 62 in the red and blue supplemental songbook. Page 62 in the red and blue supplemental songbook. All found. Let us all sing. I have read of a place on the mountain many strangers have journeyed to see. And they say there's a life giving fountain in a place that is called Calvary. It was there they took one who was holy. So compassionate, tender, and true. While the angels and seraphims holy watch the scene from the heavenly blue. At the top of the hill, in the old rugged cross. At the top of the hill. It was Jesus who bore all our loss at the top of the hill. Let me kneel down and thank him once more for the blood he did spill when alone all my sorrow he bore. As he traveled this pathway of sorrow, he was thinking of all of his own, of a life in the blessed tomorrow, where no heartaches will ever be known. What a wonderful, precious old story, growing sweeter each time it is told of a savior who came down from glory just to lead us back into his fold. At the top of the hill where they carried the old rugged cross at the top of the hill. It was Jesus who bore all our loss at the top of the hill. Let me kneel down and thank him once more for the blood he did spill when alone all my sorrow he bore. At the top of the hill, let me near the old rugged cross. At the top of the hill, at the top of the hill.
good morning. morning. Once again, good morning. morning. God is a good God, and we give him all of our praise and all of our honor, giving him thanksgiving this morning, because as a new day broke, as we always say, he looked down from the coast of heaven, still finding favor in us, has given us another opportunity to do as he has commanded, and that is to worship him in spirit and in truth. And he's also given us an opportunity, today being the day of salvation, to work out our soul's salvation. It's a good God, always has been, and always will be. You know, everybody loves a good laugh, and there's, there's something about laughter that can restore the soul. It can provide relief sometimes from the pressure and the stressors of life. That's why the Proverbs writer says in 17 and 22, he declares that a joyful heart is good medicine. And that's why from, from time to time I will try to open up by telling you a, a spiritual or a, a Christian joke. It, it helps us to focus on the message for this morning. God was talking to some of his angels in heaven. And he says, guess what I've just done? The angel says, what? What have you done, God? And he says, well, I've come up with this thing that I can have some daylight and I can have some darkness. And he says, I'm going to put all this together, and, 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 and I'm going to put it upon the earth. So they'll have a certain period of darkness, and they'll have a certain period of light. And so God says to the angels, well, what do you think about that? And the angels said, well, you know, we, we think that'll be, that'll be good. And so the angels say, well, now that you've done that, God, what else are you going to do? God thought for a while, and he says, you know what, I guess I'm done. I guess I'll call it a day. <laughs> waiting. Waiting. Okay, I'll be right where Brother Moore is on the way out if you didn't get it. But as we start today's message, I want to draw your attention back to our scriptural text. The scriptural text this morning was taken from the book of 2 Peter, chapter 1, and it was read into your hearing, verse number 8. But I want to go back and look at verses 8 through 15 so we can hone in on what our message is going to be this morning. So if you have your Bibles or whatever device you'd like to use, I would like for you to read along with me this morning. Now, verse number eight says, for if these things Amen. are yours. I want you to underline or key in on the two words or the phrase, these things. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's given us off the bat an assurity. He's given us some truth. 
But he says, now, if these things are in you and abound. Verse number nine says, now, for he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, so he's not talking to the world. He's talking to the church. He says, therefore, brethren, therefore being as a result of something that previously was, he says, now be even more diligent to make your calling an election sure. For if you do once again these things, Amen. you will never stumble. Yes. Amen. Once again, he gives us an assurity. He gives us a truth. You will never stumble. He says, for so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, Amen. though you know and are established in the present truth. Verse 13 says, yes, I think it is right, as long as I am in this tent, Amen. to stir you up by reminding you, to stir you up by reminding you, knowing that shortly I, I must put off my tent, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. Moreover, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my decease. These things. Let's use for a topic this morning. What thing? These things. What things? These things. If I throw out the question this morning, who would like to be known as a failure in this Christian journey? Good. I don't see any hands raised. And you might say, well, Brother Spiber, that's a, a pretty stupid question. After all, who wants to be a failure. Well, the truth is, you can have it either way, any way you want it, because there are men in the Bible that failed in their Christian experience. There was Demas, Hermenius, Alexander. All of these were men of God, but they somehow failed. They failed. So it should not be a surprise to the extent when we sometimes fall ourselves because we're only human. But now our scriptural text says if these things be in us, then we shall never stumble. So these things have to be important because, see, as we look around today, even within the body of Christ, church members are stumbling. Preachers 
are stumbling. Just because somebody stands in this pulpit does not mean that they cannot succumb to temptation. James says we all have sinned. And when he says we all, it doesn't skip over anyone. So I can't belittle you because you have sinned when I myself have done the same thing. But the problem sometimes is you want to look at your brother or sister and say, how in the world? And you got to understand, that's where we're at. We're just passing through. But right now at the present time, that's where we are. So we stumble. But our scriptural text says now, but if these things be in us, now not only in us, but it says they have to abound. So see, sometimes a little dab just won't do you. It says they have to abound. Now, if I, if I tell you a secret, you got to promise me that you won't tell anyone. Is that okay? So I'm going to get down here and, and, and I'm going to tell you a secret. But I don't want you to tell anyone. I want you to tell everyone. Okay? You know how we do. If I say don't tell anybody, then you run and tell everybody. So I'm going to tell you, don't tell anyone. Just go ahead and tell everyone. I'm going to reveal to you the secret to godly living. Peter gives us the secret. And he says, now, if these things, what things? These things, he says, now, if, 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 if these things are in your life, they're going to guarantee that you're going to be fruitful. It's going to guarantee. Now, there's not a lot of things in life that give us this type of guarantee. You buy some milk, it says guaranteed freshness until. This says it's going to guarantee you fruitfulness. And this fruitfulness is never going to expire. But he says, now, if these things are in you. It's going to help you be what God wants you to be. When you come in contact with some people, if these things be in you, they're going to know that there is a difference. They're going to see that it is a difference between you and them. What is it? And see, and if your fruit is ripe enough, they're going to want some. Give me some of, give me some of what you got there. And see, when we become Christ-like, we are to exhibit all of the characteristics, all of the attributes of Christ. So when they look at us, they can see a facsimile of Christ. We're going to get to a term a little bit later where it says godliness. We've never seen God. But if we are Christ-like, and people can look at us and they can say, well, if God were not a spirit, this must be what he looks like. But now he says, if these things.
things be in you, church. You will never be fruitless. You will never be barren. And God wants us to produce fruit. He wants us to be soul winners for him. And the Bible also says, now, in Luke 6, 43 through 44, can you get that from me, Brother Bell? Because now he wants us to be fruitful, but now if these things are in us and we're being fruitful, I want to show you what it will also do for us. For a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit, neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gathereth they grapes. A good man out of a good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. Mm. The, these things, if they be in you, you're going to be fruitful. But, 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 but here's what happens sometimes. Sometimes you can have some fruit hanging on you. But because you haven't cultivated the space around you, you've letting the thorns grow up. People can't get to you to get the fruit. So you see, you got to make sure that not only are you being fruitful, but you're cultivating the place around you. What are you talking about, Brother Spivey? You, you, you can be fruitful, but have the worst attitude in the world. What are you talking about? Let me make it plain and simple. Kroger and Laverne could have the best fruit, best produce in town. But if they're a customer service, if not what it needs to be, then I'm not going to go in there to get that produce, even though it is the best produce in town. Are you with me? Now let's put it on a spiritual level. Visitors come in here. We got to be careful how we treat them. Visitors come in here and, 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 and she's struggling to open the communion emblems. And she spills some on her sister's new dress sitting beside her. That sister goes off. Oh, Fussing, bickering, some other sisters join in. Now everybody is looking at her. Why, why, why in the world? She should have opened it before then. But when she leaves, what's going to be on her mind? Now, that same lady is so upset. She leaves here. She goes downtown to a bar. They welcome her when she comes in. She sits at the bar. She spills her drink. They help her get it up. They hand her some napkins. Oh, it's okay. Accidents happen. It's okay. Here, let me get you a new one. 
It's on the house. And here go some peanuts as well. Don't worry about it. Matter of fact, every time you come in here, you can have a free one on the house. You'll never see that lady here again, but she'll be at that bar every Sunday morning. We got to be careful. That's why if these things be in you, being fruitful will make a difference, church. What things? These things. See, these things will, will prevent us, if you will, from being a, a castaway. Brother Bill, can you get 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27 for me, please? 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. See, sometimes we, we become castaways. But I keep under my body and bring it unto subjection, mm. lest by any means... When I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. These things will help you from being a castaway. They'll help us be able to, to get our bodies under control. If these things are also within us and these things are abounding, not only will it make us fruitful, but it will also guarantee us spiritual discernment. In other words, we'll, we'll be able to, to, to look at a situation and to be able to tell whether it's right or whether it's wrong. Spiritual discernment. Now, many people, church, are, are, are just blinded. And they're easily led astray. You tell them one thing and they're so gullible, they, they, they accept that whole thing and they, and they run with it. And you don't have to believe me. Brother Bell, can you get over to Ephesians 4 and verse 14? I've got a lot of scriptural verses this morning to help us hone in on the lesson this morning. Ephesians 4 and verse 14 says what? That if we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro mm -hmm. and carried away with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So, so see, if, if these things are in you, and you're about to, to get into a situation, see, if these things are in you, you're going to be able to make some discernment. You're going to be able to, to say, ho, 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 let me, let me slow down a little bit. Let me think about these things. And we get in trouble, church, when we think about things based upon our own understanding. See, when we begin to think about some things, we need to take the word of God and overlay it. And see what the word of God has to say about that situation. The Bible says we need not lean upon our own understanding. Because there is a way that seemeth right to man, but it always leads to destruction. But if these things are in us, it'll help me analyze some situations. And if I let the Holy Spirit guide me, then he's going to say, uh-uh-uh, hold on now. 
let's analyze this according to the word of God. If these things are also within us, the Bible says it can guarantee our assurance of salvation. How many of us from time to time, when we're left alone and Satan begins to get through our minds, have doubted our salvation? You know, Satan gets in here, and Satan begins to play with a little bit of doubt that you already have in there. And before you know it, you're wondering, am I really, am I really saved? I saw a piece in the news, or maybe it was on Facebook, where they had this guy talking, and he was saying, all the other religions, let you have your reward here on earth. And he said, any religion where I have to wait until I'm dead to get it is not worth the wait. He said, why should I have to wait? Everybody else, every other religion has what they want right here on earth, but I got to die to get mine. mind needs to be set on those things that are above. But you see, if these things are not within you, if you're not maturing as a Christian, and you see that video, then you too may get caught up in there. You know, I got a friend. She does whatever she wants to do, and, and it seems like God just continues to bless them. So why should I limit myself when they have this and they have that and they're doing what they want to do. That's a misconception. See, the child of God is not living for today. There's a greater reward that's coming. See, today is going to be gone and then tomorrow is going to be issued in. But see, now where I'm going, it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be forever. And I'd much rather sacrifice on this side and have what God has in store on the other side than to live my life over here the way I want and then burn forever. That's why it's important that we have these things and these things are abounding in us and when we get to these things you'll see. So he says now these things will guarantee that you never fall. Never fall. But now, as we said before, each one of us has crossed that line, church. You know, God sets boundaries. And when we sin, we, we step over the boundary. We miss the mark, if you will. But now we don't have to, according to this, because if I have these things, it says I'm never going to fall. Never. But see now, I just can't have a little bit of these things, as it said. These things have to be abounding. In other words, I have to have a, like the old folks say, I got to have a heap a lot of <laughs> these old things in our lives. Well, how much are you going to put in there? I don't know. Put a heap of it in there. 
if we got a heap of these things, then the Bible says we, we're never going to fall. Brother Bell, can you get over to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and, and verse number 12? I love this verse because see, it keeps us in check. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he stand mm -hmm. take heed lest he fall. Mm. So you see, if I have these things, I'm taking heed. See, it's not that I'm puffed up, I'm prideful, that I'm saying I'm never going to fail. I'm never going to fall because of who I am. It's not saying that. It's saying that I understand that James says we all have sinned. And so I need to be a little bit more diligent in my life that I don't fall into the same trap. Because it says now Satan is there. He's seeking whom he may devour. So if I sleep a little bit, I may wake up inside of Satan's stomach. See what I'm saying? So you got to always... You got to always stay and be diligent and be vigilant in what you're doing. That's why it's important that we have these things. But you also need to take heed that you can't do it by yourself. Now you can do a lot. You can do all things, but you can only do them through Christ Jesus. Amen. So now, these things. If you've been keeping up, it says now these things will help us be fruitful. They'll help us have spiritual discernment. It'll help me never doubt my salvation. It'll keep me from falling. And so when we look at these things, Satan would have you to believe that, that these things are, 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 are things that you cannot reach. He'll have you thinking that, that, that they're not for the average Christian. They're for the super saints. You know, those saints that, 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 that come from back behind the curtain and they got the SS on their chest. Super saints. Like Paul and Peter. Satan will have you believe that you cannot ascertain these things. But it's not like that. These things are accessible to every child of God. And so here it is, church. And so the secret is that there is no secret. The secret is they are not a secret. He has revealed them within the word of God. The only thing keeping you from having them you. It's you. Remember how we use the analogy sometimes? If Regents Bank was up here and the ATM was malfunctioning and they had a sign that says, don't worry about it, it's free, take all you want. And it's spitting out 20s. You'd be in line. Pockets would be full. You can go to your car, empty these out, and get right back in line. But God gives us much more. And it's free. But we don't want it. We don't want it. 
Satan, once he gets a hold up here, church, he can have you thinking delusional thoughts. Why would you want salvation? Why would you want salvation? I'm giving you all this right here today. He's offering you something in the future. It's like, let's make a deal. You got what I have to offer right here. But you, you, you're more concerned with what's behind door number one, two, and three. Salvation is free. It's by the grace of God. You can't earn it. He's given it to you. And you're saying, I don't want it. If there were a job opening online, and it says, you don't have to do anything, and we're going to pay you every week. Would you apply for it? You don't have to do anything. Just fill out the application. Every two weeks, you'll get a check. Deposit in your bank account. Would you apply for that job? Some heads are going no. Some are saying yeah. But, but, but think about God is saying here. Here's, here's everything that you need. All you have to do is just live according. It's already laid out. Everything you have to do is right here. And all the blessings can be yours. So, what are these things? Do you want to have these things? You've got a four-pronged guarantee when you have these things, and they are abounding in you. The first is virtue. You've got to have virtue. You've got to have some, some, some morals. You've got to have some holiness in your life. It simply means excellent living. In one word, church, you have to live your life the way the Bible says it is to be lived. And when you do that, those four things that we talked about will be guaranteed. Virtue. Moral excellence. Do we have that? Do we have some morals within our lives? We should, because we're children of God. The second thing is, the Bible says, now, with this virtue, with this purity, it should be in every aspect of our lives. Physical mental, spiritual, because 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 16 says, now we need to be holy because he is holy. And if we're going to be Christ-like, then they should be able to look at us and see him. But the second thing, it says, now you've got to have knowledge. Knowledge is an understanding of the truth. And once we know what the truth is and we apply it to our lives, then we have to be able to live it out. Amen. It's one thing to know the truth. Amen. And it's another thing to live Amen. the truth. 
A fool is someone who has knowledge, knows about their knowledge, but just won't use it. A wise person knows what the truth is, knows how to use it, and applies it. And there's an old saying, you know, you know I, I can go fishing for you, and you'll eat for a day. But when you learn how to fish, you can eat all the time. On a spiritual note, we depend on everybody else for our salvation instead of. God, and instead of it being our own responsibility. We said before, mom and daddy can't get you into heaven. You're going to have to give an account for your own self. But he says this knowledge, knowledge of what? The word of God, the doctrines of Christianity. Not only do you have to know them, church, but we got to be able to apply them. And sometimes our prayer should be, Lord, help me to understand and help me to apply. Because, see, I can understand that, hey, stealing is wrong. But I steal every day. There's a difference between you knowing what's right and wrong and you doing was right. Think about it. Every time you sinned, you knew it was a sin. You knew it was wrong. But you did it. Anyway. But he says now, with this knowledge, Brother Bill, I'm going to have to get off track right here. Can you go over to 2 Timothy for me? Chapter 2 and verse 15. It's a well-known, well-known verse here. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse, and verse 15 here. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, here's the problem, church. We understand that verse. We, we study the word of God. We get into the word of God. But how often do we let the word of God get into us? That's a vast difference, church. You can read the Bible all day long, but if you don't adhere to it, we'll get into it for the sake of an argument. Oh, I know I'm right. Because my understanding is, You've already messed up. See, I'm, I'm into the word of God for the wrong reason. I'm into the word of God to win an argument. But when the word of God gets within me, it's a difference. When the word of God gets within me, I'm trying to help somebody get to where I want to go. We got to have the knowledge of the word. And then... <clears throat> He says, now, of these things, we've got to have some temperance. Mm. Oh, my goodness. We've got to have some self-control. 
it reverts us back to what Brother Bayer read in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 27, where he says, you know what, I, I, I bring my body into subjection. We've got to have some temperance. Temperance is also what? One of the fruits of the Spirit. I've got to have some self-control. See, self-control. It's self-explanatory. You've got to be able to control your actions. And see, sometimes <clears throat> you don't react until you've, you've already, you haven't processed enough of what's going on. You're just reacting to what you see sometimes. Oh, you hurt my feelings, therefore I got to get you back. But see, with this spiritual discernment, something happens, and you're going to take the time to step back and analyze that thing before you react. Amen. We used to have those little braces. What would Jesus do? Amen. Sometimes we act so quickly, we don't even think about that. What does that mean? I don't know, but I'm going to get even. We struggle with that within the body sometimes, church. Oh, I'm going to get you. Now, I know what God will do, but I'm going to help God out. I'm going to get you. And we carry that thing over. We might forget about it for six days of the week, and then on the seventh day, or the first day of the week, we come in here and we see that person, and those things fester up again. And the whole time I'm looking at you and I'm thinking about you Amen. and my worship Amen. is in vain. Amen. But I'm going to get you. Amen. may not be today, Amen. but I'm going to get you. You've got to give an account for that, church. You, you, you're going to have to give an account. And I know we say, you know, what well, the Bible says, be angry and sin not. Well, if you're seeking vengeance, you're sinning. Because the Bible says, God says, vengeance is mine. I know, but God's got a lot to do, so I'm going to help him out. He says, now, don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. Get that thing right. But no, I'm going to get it right. Oh, yeah. I used to tell my students, they used to laugh at me, call me old man this and bald head that. And I jokingly say, and then I had to stop. I tell them, you know what? When I get to be an old man, you're going to be in Walmart one day, and an old bald headed man with a walker going to come up behind you and just smack you in the back of the head for the way you've been treating me. And I had to stop. <laughs> Somebody was saying, you can't say that. You can't say that. And I said, you know what? You are absolutely right. I'll let God smack you in the back of the head. But when it comes to our temperance, there are some things that get us in trouble when it comes to our temperance. Our tongues get us in trouble. Gossiping. Telling somebody off. My, 
my tongue. James said, if you think you're religious, but you can't bridle your tongue, you're fooling yourself. Girl, let me tell you what I saw. But now don't you tell nobody, because they told me don't tell nobody. Okay? Now I came over here to the females, now I'm gonna come over here to the men. I knew, I knew she was waiting. <laughs> Because, see, men gossip just like women gossip. It is not gender specific. We all gossip. But as a child of God, we need to be able to bridle our tongues. Put a bit in it. You know, gossip sometimes can tear a church up. Because what happens? Some people are going to side with what she says. Some people are going to side with what they said over here. But the thing you got to keep in mind is when somebody comes to you and they say, Psst, I'm going to tell you something. But don't you tell nobody else. Why are you telling me? Why are you telling me? Because what you are revealing to me is that now I can't tell you anything. Now, leadership, whoo, leadership has a big responsibility. Because people share stuff with leadership. And it needs to stay right there. And sometimes what you told leadership, you told somebody else. And then when the church finds out, you get mad at leadership. Well, I told the elders over there, now everybody know. Wait a minute, back up. Who else did you tell? Well, I know it wasn't Sister So-and-so, because I told her, don't tell nobody. <laughs> if you don't tell anybody, then nobody won't know. Except for God. So, not only do we need to... to, to, to keep our tongues under control, but what about our, our tempers? Because these things go hand in hand sometimes, church. When you tell somebody off with your tongue, and you find out that somebody else knows, now you want to go tell somebody off. Now you want to get a temper. Now is when you want to get even because you don't understand because you told one person. Everybody knows now. You need to be sure, church, to here again, that you can get angry over some things, but you don't need to sin. And then the last thing with our temperance is, is our temptation, church. We need to make sure that we don't succumb to temptation. Now, everyone is tempted, but not everyone falls into into sin. But now when these things happen and our temper flares up and we want to get even and we want to hold a grudge, we got to understand that when we hold a grudge, it's like I'm going to drink some poison and I'm going to expect Brother King to die. 
Because, see, God is upset at me because I have not forgiven them. And so as long as I'm holding a grudge, I'm drinking their poison every time I see them, and I'm killing myself, and they're living on. So let that thing go. Let God take care of that. If you did something to me today, and I say, well, you know, maybe he just didn't understand what he did. Now, it's my responsibility to go to him, Brother King. You know, you said some things this morning that this is the way I, I took it, but you may not have meant it that way. So can we clarify this? And we leave here in a better relationship than when we came. Sometimes, when, every time we have a men's meeting, my prayer is that we leave the meeting closer than we were when we came in. And that's the way it should always be, church. It's okay for us to disagree as long as we get an understanding. But we need to control these things. And then he says, patience. I'm not even going to look at Sister Moore over here. Um, Patience is what I need. Patience is what I need to work on. But now, Brother Bill, can you go to Isaiah for me? Chapter 40 and verse 31. And I'm trying to come to a close here, church. Patience. Isaiah 40, chapter 31. But they that wait upon the Mm. Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall not they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. <clears throat> there are some benefits to waiting. To waiting. He that waiting. I'm just not waiting upon anyone. I'm waiting for the Lord. He's going to give me some benefit. Sometimes, church, we, 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 we get into a mode where God is not working fast enough for us. So I'm going to help him out again. And we started off with a little hole. And we continue to dig when we try to get our own self out. But if I wait upon him, and see, and, and, and when I have this patience and these things be in me I'm not going to waver God I, I, I came to you two days ago but I'm still waiting it's been a week now God but I'm still I'm waiting on you and see we got to realize that, that, that this is a this is a race and a race takes endurance. But the race is not always to the swift. You're going to need some endurance. And patience takes endurance. See, I've been running. I've been running this race for 20-something years. And I'm not going to reach the finish line until y'all push me out here. Paul says, I've fought a good fight. Every day we need to be fighting, contending 
for the faith, church. So many people have given up. They don't have the patience. They don't have the endurance to wait on what it is God has in store for them. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5, he says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. So even though it's taking a little bit longer, I have not left you. We used to have a plaque up here that had a seashore on it. And it had footprints on it. And I think that's what it was called, footprints. And the story goes that it was a man who was talking to God and he says, now, how is it that in the good times of my life, there were two sets of footprints? But in the dark times, in the trials and tribulations of my life, I only saw one set of footprints. How could you dare leave me, Lord? He says, I never left you. Those were the times when I carried you. See, sometimes, church, just because we don't see him moving doesn't mean he's not working. We need some patience and some endurance. And he says we need godliness. See, the, the, the true child of God, while he is waiting, he's like a vine on a tree. When the vine is, is on the tree and the wind is at his face, it's making him cling tighter to the tree. Now think about it. No matter which direction the winds blow, he's still attached to the tree. It's a symbiotic relationship. We ought to be the same way. No matter which way the winds of our lives blow, we still are going to hold on to Christ Jesus. When it's coming in my face, I've got the bulk of the tree. When it's at my back, I'm pressed tighter to the tree. No matter which direction life takes me, I'm going to hold on to God's unchanging hand. And then when you look at me, you'll be able to see the godliness in me. Godliness is one of these things. And when you're godliness, what you're doing, you are walking, you are living your life in view of the greatness of God. Godliness. I'm walking every day. And my motivation is not to serve man. I've come to the understanding that I'm not here to please man. No matter what the world says, my obligation is to please God. And so my life needs to reflect godliness. These things. And then he, he ends up with Ecclesiastes chapter 12 in verse 13. It says, now let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. And what I need to do is fear God. And keep his commandments. That's what the godliness in me. If these things are in me, that's what I'm going to do. And then he says we need to end up with brotherly kindness. The second commandment, we need to have that brotherly love. And that brotherly love is, 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 is shown by what we call, Brother William, um, the agape love that you talked about. 
It's the type of love that Christ showed when he was here on earth. I think Brother Williams said it's the type of love that loves you in spite of. Because we all have some issues. But when I have that agape love, it's saying, you know what? You may be this and you may be that, but I love you in spite of that. Because, see, I've got some issues. I've got some hang-ups. So if you love me in spite of, and I love you in spite of, that equals to brotherly love. If these things be in us, why is brotherly love so important, Brother Spivey? It is important because there are some things that are tearing the church apart. Disputes within the church that are not resolved are tearing the church apart. We look at it and we say, well, why are the numbers dwindling? Why are baptisms few and in between? Why don't we have a lot of new converts? Why are our numbers dwindling? Not just here, but throughout the body. And sometimes we want to look on the outside for the reason. But a lot of times the reason is on the inside. The reasons are seated here this morning. We can't get along one with another. And when the world comes in and they see that, why would I want to be a part of this when I can get this out there? What are the benefits the world is saying? When I look at you, you're doing the same thing you tell me don't do. But you want me to be a part of you. That's being hypocritical. I'm coming this morning. We do more damage to ourselves than the world could ever do. We're holding on to some things from 20 years ago. I'm still mad at you. But I love you. I still love you, but I haven't forgotten. How can I love God whom I can't see? If I can't love you and I do see you. I see you, Trent, out the corner of my eye. I, 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 I had forgotten what you've done to me, but I love you. <laughs> I'm being hypocritical, Trent, but I love you. I ain't going to forget it. And what that does, church, that cancels out our charity sometimes. Because see, I learned a long time ago that sometimes if I can't trust you, I can't love you. And see, and when you fall, this is how we do sometimes within the body. Once you fall, and I know it, I don't trust you anymore. Because you're supposed to be this and you're supposed to be that. So how could you do this? If these things be in you. When you go back 
to this particular chapter in our scriptural text and you get down to verse 5, there's a word that says add. Add. Which means to supply generously. Now, this doesn't mean that I need to get one step and then I put something on top of that and then I put this on top of that and I put this on top of that. Each of these needs to be working in your life every day. And you can say, well, I got two of those. It doesn't say two of those. It says these things, all of these things. You want to make a cake and you leave the eggs out? There's nothing wrong with the cake. It's that you didn't do what you were supposed to do. These things, I need to be adding them. And don't just stop when you put a pinch. It says these things need to be abounding in you. These things. My final question is, are these things abounding in you this morning? Because if they are, the word should look at you differently. If these things are abounding in you. And I don't know about you, but I want these things to be abounding in my life. Do I need to work on some things? Yeah, I do. I'm still at 60 years old. I'm still a work in product. He's still working on me. But if you want these things. Now, here's what's special about these things. These things cannot be found in a lost person. A lost person can't even fake these things. You remember who he was talking to when we opened up? He says, brethren. So these are things that should be found and can be found only within a child of God. So if you want some of these things, we want everything else, why not want some of these things? Well, if you want these things, then you have to be in Christ Jesus. you got to be in a relationship with him. And if you're here this morning and you're just looking for him, he's here. If you want to meet him this morning, you can. You can meet him in this watery grave of baptism. Because God, in his infinite wisdom, has a plan that's called the plan of salvation. Well, you simply have to hear the word of God. Believe what it is you have heard. Repent of your sins. Confess Christ as being the son of the true and living God. And then be baptized for the remission of those sins. And the Revelation writer says, the faithful unto death. What things, Brother Spivey? These things. So examine yourself this morning. As we are about to extend the invitation, if you are lacking these things, ask God to help them abound in your life. And if you're here and you are not a member and you want to put him on in the, in the water of the grave of baptism this morning, you can Today is your day of salvation. If you just need prayer, prayer changes things, church.
Here again, sometimes we overlook the greatest asset of being a child of God, and that's prayer. No matter whatever your need is this morning, we're going to extend to you the invitation and ask you to come and get those things right with God. Will you stand, please? All things are ready. Will you come, please? Let there be another this morning. Will you come, please? Whatever it is that you need, he's a can-do God. And thou shalt be richly fed. You don't have to be ashamed. You can come, church. No matter what it is, he's able. He's not a respecter of people or person. Won't you come this morning? It's not Satan that's holding you back if you know you need to come. It's you. Will you come, please? All things are ready. Let there be another this morning. Come to the feast. Come for the door is open wide. A place of honor is reserved. For you at the master's side. Do we have another side. this morning? Here you can come, church. Please feel free to come. You're not coming to me. Come whosoever will. Praise God. We got time. For full salvation. Let there be another come this morning. Who so ever will you may be seen things are ready come to the feast come while he waits to welcome thee delay not while this day is thine still not too late tomorrow may never be the invitation come who so ever will praise God for full salvation for who so ever will all things are ready Come to the feast, leave every care and worldly strife. Come feast upon the love of God and drink everlasting life. Hear the invitation, come who so ever will praise God for full salvation come who so ever will once again church I want to <clears throat> thank you for listening um, I went over a little bit but I don't want you to leave here saying ooh that preacher is long-winded I just take deep breaths so don't y'all say I'm long, I'm long-winded.
but it was something, church, that I, that I felt was, was needed as we continue on our journey of, of Christian maturity. And we have to understand, church, that these things that we talked about are able to keep us in line with the word of God, but they have to be abounding in our lives. Can we do it? Yeah. Are we going to stumble sometimes? And the times that we stumble are the times that we don't let these things take over in our lives. But God is so good in his infinite wisdom, he's given us the act of repentance as well. So we get right back in line where we stepped out at. He's a good God. Thank you so much for listening. I ask that you continue to pray for me and my family as we do the same for you. Thank you. Let church say amen. amen. Aren't you glad you came this morning? Another wonderful message. These things, what things? These things, the things that he just talked about. These are the things that we need to continue to add to our faith. That we could continue to stay strong. It's a daily, daily struggle. And it is a struggle. So sometimes we hear, you know, the Bible says that, that Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And it is. The problem comes from the temptations that we have to fight against. Trying to stay on task, that's where the struggle comes from. And so if we continue to stay on that, and we can do it, y'all. We just have to hold on to God's unchanging hand and continue to hang in there. It's just that simple. And if we do, we can make it. Let's hang in there, y'all. Thank you, Brother Spivey. Wonderful, wonderful message. We have those that have come to make their wishes known. Sister Stacy McLean is coming, and she is asking for the prayers of the church to have patience. Um, and it says, please keep her father also and her family in your prayers. Sister Tara Fleming is coming today and she is asking for the prayers of the church for her family. Uh, it says that they sh they're struggling uh, and she's just asking for the prayers also for her children as well and to stay uh, in God's faith. Sister Sister Kiara Fleming is also coming, stating that she is sinned and asking for the prayers of the church uh, for her brother and also for her family and friends as well. Sister Vicki Allen is coming and she is asking for the prayers of the church uh, to let the word of God to continue to dwell in her heart at all times. <laughs> Sister Courtney Spivey is also coming, uh, stating that she is sinning and asking for the prayers of the church. And Brother John Phillips, we want to remember him in our prayers as well as he's not feeling well. 
Sister Minnie Giff is coming, and she is asking for the prayers of the church. She says, just continue to pray, pray, pray uh, that she can continue to grow in these things as well. Sister Deborah Bell is coming, stating that she is sin, and she is asking for the prayers of the church. She is repented of her sins, and she is asking for the prayers. Brother Taylor Moore and also Brother White are stating that they have sinned, and they are asking for the prayers of the church. And Brother Stephen McLaren uh, he is coming and he is asking for the prayers of the church. He says, I sin regularly due to the world's condition and how people treat him and often or how people treat me. And oftentimes uh, the general condition of people's uh, carelessness toward each other. So let's just continue to pray for him as well you know we we sit here y'all and we we come we dressed up looking good smelling good you have no idea what's on people's hearts right now <laughs> folks is, is probably dealing with some stuff that would blow your mind <laughs> and we just need to simply pray one for another and be there for one another so having said that let us pray Heavenly Father, we come at this time and we ask that you would continue to be with us, Heavenly Father, and help us as we go along this path of life. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for blessing us with so much in the times past. And we thank you, Father, for that that you are doing right now in our lives. But most of all, we want to thank you for Jesus Christ and letting them die for us that we may have a right to the tree of life. Father, we come at this time asking you to please bless all that have come uh, to make their wishes known. It is a lot, Heavenly Father, but we know that you already know. And we know that you have already granted those things according to thy will, if it be thy will. We ask that you would continue to bless all of those that have asked for forgiveness of sins. And forgive us all, Heavenly Father, for we all have come short of thy glory. Father, continue to bless those that are asking for strength. Bless those, Heavenly Father, that have had things happen in their lives, Heavenly Father, and they're trying to recover from that. Continue to bless those that are having procedures and those that have had procedures done. Continue to be with them as well. Bless those, Heavenly Father, that are behind prison walls and even in mental institutions. Help us, Heavenly Father, to just continue to be that which you would have us to be. Continue to bless the speaker, Heavenly Father, that he can continue to reach down into the treasures of thy word and bring out messages that would help us as we go throughout our lives. Continue to bless Brother King, Heavenly Father, and, and his mother as well. Continue to bless uh, Sister uh, Alexander and, and Cocretia as, as well. Continue to bless them all, Heavenly Father. Bless us all, Heavenly Father. Continue to bless those that we don't see on a regular basis. Sister Templeton, continue to bless her, and Sister Joan Bass, and Angela and Don. Continue to bless them all, Heavenly Father, and help us not to forget about any, but continue to help one another. 
continue to be with us and guide us as we go throughout this path of life. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. I may not know there are some places I can't go, but I am sure of this one thing. That God is real, for I can feel him deep within. Don't you know my God is real? Yes, he's real in my soul. Yes, my God is real. For he has washed and made me whole. His love for me, yes, is just like pure gold. Yes, my God is real, for I can feel him in my soul. Some folk may doubt, some folks may scorn, all can desert and leave me alone. But as for me, I'll take God's part. For God is real, for I can feel him in my heart. Don't you know my God is real? Yes, he's real in my soul. Yes, my God is real, for he has washed and made me whole. His love for me, yes, is just like pure gold. Yes, my God is real, for I can feel him in my soul. As we prepare for the communion and the collection, we will all notice page 843. <clears throat> that is page 843. Page eight, four, three. 
all found? Let us all sing. As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship thee. You alone are my strength, my shield. To you alone make my spirit yield. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship thee. You're my friend, and you are my brother, even though you are a king. I love you more than any other, so much more than anything. You alone are my strength, my shield. To you alone may my spirit yield. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship you. morning. <clears throat> Let's pray for the offering. <clears throat> Our Heavenly Father, once again we bow before thee, Lord. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for the many blessings you have given each and every one of us, the world over, dear Heavenly Father, especially your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray, Lord, that um, we represent thy son well, and we pray that we have done things and said things to the Father, and we have uh, shown the world to the Father um, uh, his character through ourselves, Lord, in a way that's pleasing in your sight. And we pray that you give us the strength, dear Father, to always do that each and every day. Now we come to you in prayer, Lord. Thank you for this collection that we have taken up. We pray, dear Lord, that we use it in a way that is pleasing in your sight. And we thank you, dear Father, for the means to be able to give. And we pray, dear Lord, that you also help us to always be mindful of those who are less fortunate than we are. Praying, Lord, that you help us, dear Father, to always be at the ready, to always be available to assist those, dear Father, who have need. And also, dear Father, to be able to share your love and be able to share with them, dear Father, the things that you have blessed us with, especially those things that are spiritual, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now we come to the part of worship where we remember Jesus Christ, our Savior, who suffered and he bled and he died on the cross. And I'm going to read from Matthew uh, chapter 26, verses 26. And it reads, And as they were eating, Jesus took the bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and he gave thanks and he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shared for many for the remission of sins. Let us bow.
Our Heavenly Father, we come here in prayer, dear Lord. Thank you for your son's body. Thank you for your son's blood. We pray, dear Lord, that you help us to be worthy of that son's body and the blood, dear Heavenly Father. We pray that you help us to uh, be in the spirit as we uh, partake of these emblems. We pray, dear Lord, that you help us to always be mindful of his sacrifice. We pray, dear Lord, that you help us, dear Father, to be couraged, Lord, to go out and live that sacrifice in our own life, Lord. In Jesus' name, we do pray and ask all these things. Amen. Let's partake of the body. Now the blood. The Bible states that on one occasion when they had uh, supped, they had went out to the Mount of Olives. This concludes this part of our worship. As we bring this worship service to a close, we are all on this page 841 for the closing song. That is page 841. Sing and be happy. Page eight four one. You want to notice the first and the second verse. All found. Let us all stand sing. If the skies above you are gray, you are feeling so blue. If your cares and burdens seem great all the whole day through, there's a silver lining that shines in the heavenly land. Look by faith and see it, my friend, trusting his promises grand. Sing and be happy, press on to the goal. Trust him. Who leaves you, he will keep your soul. Let all be faithful, look to him and him and pray. Lift your voice and praise him in song. Sing it, be happy today. Often we are troubled and tired, sick with sorrow and pain. There are others living in sin, blessed with earthly gain. Take new courage, we cannot tell what the morrow may bring. When the dark clouds vanish away, then your heart truly can sing. Sing and be happy, press on to the goal, trust him. Who leads you, he will keep your soul. Let all be faithful, look to him and him and pray. Lift your voice and praise him in song. Sing and be happy today. Righteous and everlasting, Father, it's once again that we approach thy throne. 
We're thankful, Lord, that thou hast touched us with your love, being able to come to worship thee in spirit and in truth. Be with us as we leave this place, but not from thy love. Bring us back at the next appointed time without the loss of one. In the name of him that hung between the twilights of two worlds. In the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.